0: It's time for Moment of Truth with David Moses.
1: Scano sego ani, bojo, kwe kwe, good morning, and welcome to Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses, and you are listening in Toronto and Ottawa, 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. You could also be listening on the Radio Player Canada app anywhere across the country. If you have downloaded the Radio, Radio Player Canada app and type in 95.7, E-L-M-N-T-F-M, or 106.5 E-L-M-N-T-F-M. You can listen on your device of choice anywhere across the country. So if someone is outside of the listening area that you know that wants to listen in, you can tell them to do that. Uh, You can also, of course, go to our website and listen to the show on our website at uh, elementfm.ca. Now, I want to also let you know that uh, if you miss a show, You can go to our website because we post the shows and if you happen to miss something you want to catch or if someone you know uh, missed a show, they can go there and they can listen. Off the top of the show, I want to, uh, we were going to talk with um, Amber Bernard. Amber Bernard is an APTN reporter. She is in Ottawa and she has posted a story that just went up yesterday uh, in the news. It has to do with uh, youth and youth in Ottawa going to the Senate and a part of uh, indigenizing the Senate. So, um, Amber, I understand that every year youth are invited to the Senate?
0: Yes. uh, So the the Senate is in its fourth year of holding what they call is Indigenize the Senate. Mm. So they ask provinces from all over Canada to to nominate um, an Indigenous youth who has shown outstanding leadership. So they get to pick one from each province and territory, and they, and they do what is called indigenizing the Senate. So they get these kids to actually testify in front of the, the Aboriginal Senate Committee about things they think the federal government should be doing in regards to um, improving the relationship between, between the federal government and Indigenous people.
1: Mm. And, and is that every year during uh, the month of June, during you know uh, Indigenous History Month?
0: Yes, so they have it every year in the month of June to celebrate Indigenous History Month. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's it's a, it's a it's a program they started four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, like like you said, as as a way to celebrate Indigenous or sorry Indig- Indigenous History Month.
1: You know, I also understand there's a bit of a ceremony that happens, but but the youth this year had more than just the the idea of participating in the ceremony and and, and presenting, uh, as you said, testifying in front of the Senate, they, they had one particular idea that they wanted to bring forward.
0: Yes, yeah, so a couple of the youth I spoke to um, at the uh, Red Chamber was they wanted to, to see the Senate pass Bill C-262, which would ensure Canada harmonizes their laws in regard to the united declaration on the rights of indigenous people. So currently right now bill C262 is being stalled in Senate and and these and these kids want to see it get passed before before the federal election.
1: Now, I understand that's a private bill that was put forward by Romeo Saganash, the NDP MP. Yes. So now I also understand that that part of the issue with it is the wording, is that correct?
0: Yes. I got to speak to co-chair of the uh, Senate on Aboriginal Peoples, Scott Tannis, and he said that when he spoke to some legal experts and scholars that the wording of the bill could create <laughs> legal implications that could help, like keep Indigenous people and, and the Government of Canada in court for, um, he thinks, it's going to be a number of years if they pass this bill. But some of the fear that... Um, conservative senators have is that this free prior and informed consent could give Indigenous communities veto power when it comes to projects that may affect their territories. So Scott Tannis (laughs) yesterday told me...
1: Gee, we wouldn't want that to happen.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, Senator Tannis told APTN News that these little wordings in the, in the draft or in the, um, in the bill that was drafted by um, MP Romeo Saganash is what they're very concerned about. That's what he said.
1: Mm-hmm. Did, did he give you any sense of a timeline in terms of when they might be able to resolve the wording or have it, have it back in, into the Senate to, to look at it in a more serious manner?
0: He didn't give me a timeline, but this is what he said. He was very cryptic about it. He said, this bill deserves to be studied further for as long as it takes.
1: Mm. So wow. whatever
0: that means, yeah.
1: And yet he was saying, though, that it could be held up for as long as it takes as well, right? So,
0: <laughs> Exactly. Um, yeah, because uh, the federal election is coming up, you know, mm. the House will then break, and, and, and this could just get lost.
1: So what was your sense from the youth that were there taking part in this that you spoke to? What were they coming away feeling after that?
0: Yeah, well, I got to speak to them before they went in to do their testi- uh, testimonies to mm-hmm. the Senate. And the feeling I got is that, well, Carly Johnson, who is one of the youth I spoke to, who is a Mi'kmaq youth leader from Eskasoni First Nation out in Nova Scotia. And she was there to urge the Senate to make sure they create, well, we'll make sure they pass legislation um, that will preserve Indigenous languages. But she also wanted them to pass a bill that she thinks, which is Bill C two sixty two, will improve the relationship between Indigenous people and the government of Canada. So she says, I don't really know much like about the bill other than I know that it is supposed to upheld the government so that they respect indigenous rights. So she told APTN it needs to be passed.
1: Mm-hmm. Right, uh, so they couldn't uh I guess once it's passed it's it's locked in, so they can't sort of pass it and then go back and sort of retweak it after the fact
0: well, I mean, they could always redraft it. I'm mm. not exactly sure the exact process, but mm. they, but but the goal is to make sure everyone's on board with how the bill is currently drafted so that they can pass it mm.
1: And what is your sense of of just this process that they go through every year with the Senate? Is it successful in your in your uh, sense? I mean, do does do both the Senate and the youth get something out of this?
0: Well, this is my first attendance to Indigenize the Senate, but I did speak to Senator Lillian Dick, and she told me that the feedback she received from previous youth who entered the program was um, that it beefed up their resume. They were invited to to more types of um, events and programs that um, help elevate their voice and Indigenous people's voices. And so she told me she heard feedback and that the youth are often, they, they often get pursued and they often pursue um, issues that relate to Indigenous communities.
1: Mm. Amber, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, get on the line and talk with us about this story. It's an important one, of course, and uh, people can go to the APTN News website to see this story if they want to get the uh, the whole story there for themselves and see it, yes? Yeah,
0: and they can also go to our Facebook page and Twitter page at APTN News.
1: So it's uh, aptnnews.ca, is that the website they go to? Yes. Great. Uh, Amber, I appreciate you again, once again, taking the time to do this, and um uh, We look forward to speaking with you again on other stories that come up in in the news.
0: Well, it was my pleasure speaking to you. Thank you so much, David.
1: You're welcome. That's Amber Bernard, and she is an APTN video journalist. She was in Ottawa. We have another caller on the line. He's calling in from Attawapiskat. His name is Steve Katakapit. Katakapit, I should say, correct uh, pronunciation there, I hope. Steve, welcome to the show, and thanks for calling in.
2: Hi, how's it going, David?
1: It's going okay. So uh, we haven't spoken for a while. Uh, how are you doing?
2: Oh, pretty good, thank you. Busy, but uh, things are going well, though.
1: That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Steve, you, um, you've been involved with uh, Hockey Cares uh, from the Attawapiskat end of things, I think, since the very beginning, haven't you? Yes, I have. So what do you remember about the early days of when uh, you were approached from, I'm assuming it was Sue, Sue Heddle, who was the founder of Hockey Cares, to get Hockey Cares off the ground? And let me give a little bit of background for people that are not familiar with Hockey Cares. It's an organization that was uh, put together by Sue Heddle. We'll be talking with Sue a little bit later on in the show. But what it does is it gets youth together from Attawapiskat and the community of Oakville, Ontario, And it brings youth from Attawapiskat down to Oakville. And it also takes youth from Oakville up to Attawapiskat. That happens once a year for each, each community. And they play hockey. Now, they play hockey not against each other, but together on the same teams. They put the players, they mix them up. And Sue got this idea because she's a hockey mom, among other things. And she said, how can we help? How can we get reconciliation going? And... It was a no-brainer for her as a hockey mom to say, hey, everybody knows hockey. It's Canadian players, Indigenous and non-Indigenous, love the game. They know the players. They know the sport. What a great way to open up a conversation. Is that the kind of sense that you got of it, Steve?
2: Yes. uh, When I was first approached um, in contact with uh, Sue in regards to the exchange Mm. of the culture, plus include hockey, because as myself, as a parent, as a father, I do love playing hockey too
3: mm-hmm. as myself.
2: And uh, even and from there I've been coaching involved with hockey too at the minor hockey. So mm-hmm. I have a passion of the my the main. I guess I would say the my uh, goal is that the my main focus is on the youth of idaho Mm.
1: And uh, what was it, about three and a half, four years ago or so that it got off the ground?
2: It's, this will be our third year mm. with, uh, between um and Oakville. And this coming July, our players will be going down, plus with the chaperones and coaches, they'll right. be going down to um, um, Oakville. Right. And the guys and the uh, from Oakville Will be coming up in November.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, of course, um, as you know, I I got involved after I did a story with APTN on this and met Sue and and saw what was going on, and I wanted to get involved. So uh, I was I, I've been part of that uh, group for a while. I've been missing meetings because of my work here at the station, but um, I always uh, receive the emails and and see what's going on. And uh, we we had the. The, the, uh, the opportunity to go up to Attawapiskat the, the one year, the first year I was involved. And, of course, just to, to tell people, people are familiar with Attawapiskat for some reasons and not all of them happy ones. Uh, it was a community that was in, in the news quite a bit with the number of suicides that was going on in the community. But Attawapiskat had, has some other things. And, I, and, of course, you have some pluses. You also have some some other things that are not so good in the community. water is an issue uh with with the uh, with, with, with in your community you don't live on your your traditional land and um, you do have a beautiful new school and that's another story that people can go and check out and how that came about uh, which is not always a is not a happy story in some ways either uh, but a very very uh a very um, Aggressive young lady from your community uh, took it upon herself to try and get your your youth and your students uh, out of the uh, portables that were in your community and uh, you did eventually get that uh, that wonderful school you have you also have an arena where the kids play the hockey um, so that's 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 some of the pluses of your community um, and I'm uh, just wondering if you can elaborate on any of those items uh, Steve
2: yeah. Um I guess uh, you mentioned about um, meetings that we've been having. Yes, we've been having uh, daily conference um, meetings and participated in whatever comes to the table or for discussions in regards to related to hockey and uh, involvement with the parents and the team and coaches and so on. And you also mentioned about, uh, I know there's uh, been a lot of... uh, a lot of talk about Adawapskut. Yes, there is positive sides to it. Yes, there is negative sides to it. And it's not just Adawapskut that is like that. I do believe that it happens everywhere.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. So, but moving forward, like, we do, we do a lot for, try to do a lot for the community, Mm -hmm. at the community level. like, uh, there's things happen, like, there's things happening, like, um, On the ground, like, uh, for example, um, we do have a a youth center, temporary, Mm
3: -hmm. for now. Mm -hmm. That's
2: where the kids go. And, yes, you mentioned about the arena. Yes, there is arena. And we do uh, have activities going on. And, plus, we have the community hall attached, plus uh, the gymnasium. Mm. The whole building has been used. and Then, uh, right now, then, there will be, starting this summer, I believe, that, They'll be building um a, a new youth center mm. and and now, right now, we also have a outdoor um basketball court nice So that's where a majority of the youth to hang out there and play basketball and which is nice to see and even at the youth center it's been used and different ages been invited to participate on that and and you also mentioned. <clears throat> about the school. Yes. There was a passion, a fight of our youth. We all know or heard the story of Late Shannon Stad. Mm-hmm. And even myself as a school teacher here. Yeah, it's a nice building and blessed I've been involved at the school for over I think this is, believe I think this is my twenty sixth year. I was a TA then now I'm a school teacher. And and she was my formal student when she was in Lesko. Mm-hmm. And and sad story to that is we all heard about the accident that happened. Yes. And but that's one thing we haven't forgotten about mm-hmm. this young youth, yes. what she bought, what she did, and and fight for not just for the Wapskot youth but for the whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, First nation indigenous students bless the whole just to see an example and I know there's a lot of youth that have to passion there I know there's a lot of youth out there too, not only out of other communities. I've seen a lot of that too like uh, there's a really bright young people out there that are trying to start to move and move forward to, uh trying to show the passion of their, who they are, where they come from, not to be forgotten. Mm. And and that's the leadership that I see on, on a lot of young people now, nowadays, too.
1: Mm. And uh, I believe that the school uh, certainly has uh, images of, of Shannon. And, and is the school named after her? I can't remember, Steve.
2: Well, it's called Catawapscats. Uh, Mm. Elementary school, right. but there is that at the front. You see when you come in at the front, it has her name on it,
3: mm-hmm.
2: Dream, And plus, when you go in, like you can see a picture of a, a vibacla- a glass, you know. Yes. There's a yeah. picture of her and a stained glass window. Do, That's right. Yeah. Yeah, and we have that. Plus, there's a in the There's a, sta- a statue of uh, of her. Like every year like it seems like every and I was part of it when I, mm-hmm. the grade eight went on their school trip, and that's what that's where we we stopped and and, and showed that respect of right. of okay. and okay. plus uh that's that's what they did this year again like they, that was uh, would they always stop there mm hmm mm-hmm. When not only in that time, but I know there's other people that stop by there when they are on their own with their family or just to see to go see mm. the statue of uh Blade Shannon.
1: Right. And uh, people that are interested, they can check out Shannon's dream online. It's uh, it's all over the internet. You can see her uh, giving some presentations and speaking to. I believe I'm. I don't know if it's the the the, the House or if it's uh, the Senate or who she's speaking with. But she's done many presentations uh, prior to her passing, which got this rolling. And, and that's why she is such an important figure for your community.
2: Yes. Uh, also, uh, we do have a. There's a booklet. Mm. And I've seen it in a grade 6 uh, class. Uh, I mm. taught grade 6 for a while, mm. and, and I still see the booklet of uh, L.A. Shannon about the history, mm.
1: the
2: document of uh, what she did and so on.
1: Mm. Uh, Steve, can you tell us a little bit about Attawapiskat itself? And what I mean by that is, how large of a community is it? What's the population? And, and what is its nation? Uh, you know, what what is it, Who's the nation it's associated with?
2: Well, our a population I think I believe it's around uh 2000 okay. or more and plus I know there's people that move
3: mm. out
2: in the community mm-hmm. and plus, sometimes they come back and and it's a Cree nation it's mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, it's a first language is Cree and okay. and we do have the young people well the main the main uh, language they speak now is English but they do understand the language the Cree language mm. when he's talk to them but the response he gets is english yeah. but for me what i do is as uh, a as a teacher whatever or even when i talk to any any youth like i do talk to them in my first language then sometimes they would say, they would just be honest like they would just what what are, you, what, are you, what is that you know so mm. I to translate mm. what i've said into english so which is still like i they do try and yeah. I encourage you to speak the language. In. And, is, and we do have, we do have uh, courses oh. like that. Uh, they do have clear language classes in our school, even at the post-secondary secondary school, at the high school.
1: Great. That's good to hear. Um, now, for people that don't know exactly where Attawapiskat is located, can you describe to people where it is exactly?
2: It's on... Um, it's about... Um, when, I, when you come to Timmins, it's about 300 Three hundred miles off. When you go to North Pen, when you, if you know where the James uh, is, it's another about one hundred fifty mm. miles. It's on the west coast of the uh, west side of the James Bay.
1: Mm. Yeah, a- and it it's, is it fly in only? I mean, that's how we got there. But I, is it only fly in?
2: Well, in summer, yeah, it's a fly in
1: community. Mm.
2: Even in winter, mm. but mm. we do have access to. In winter time, it's more even. Easier, but mm. it's hard. But uh, they go in by uh, winter road. We call it James Bay Winter Road, right. and that's how you get to go meet our neighbors or uh, relatives along the coast. And even when it comes to tournaments, and we do have access to Winter Road.
1: Mm. Now, the other uh, really uh, cool thing that's happening with Attawapiskat, of course, is uh, the band that's come out of Attawapiskat, Midnight Shine. They're doing great things.
2: Yes, uh, we do have a local person from there. Uh, his name is Adrian Sullivan. He's mm-hmm. part of the, the band. And I know I've heard stories of... Uh, plus, the main focus is on the things that happen along the coast. Like, yeah. uh, they usually have that... Uh, and that's one thing about that too. Right? It's good to hear and see. And I always encourage the people out there, or just to come out and see to, use, to see it for yourself. What's mm-hmm. what's up here? Not only at Wapsco, but along the coast, we do have a lot, a lot of things to share, or a yes. lot of things that uh, what we believe in and what we do.
1: Yeah and and we've had Adrian on the show several times so uh we've spoken with him and I, and I know that uh you remember when I when I was there and I brought up the idea of music trying to get music to your community and I understand Adrian has picked up that and he was actually working on that same idea to get musical instruments up to the community so that uh, kids could start to uh, start participating uh, as you do have that music room in the school and it's great to see that that's uh, that's working out a little bit more than than it was, and um, the I guess the other thing I want to come back to with Hockey Cares because I'm, I'm glad we established something about your community. What would you say is the benefit that that Hockey Cares have had with with the youth in your community since it's been involved?
2: I guess the main prime goal was to have that connection between the youth of Fairwolveska and Oakville. Mm-hmm. Not oh, wow. only the youth at the youth level, but as long for me, from, from my own experience, I've met so many nice people. I've met a lot of friends. That connection's still there. Like, I'm mm-hmm. in contact with them through email or mm-hmm. phone, or whenever I get a chance to go out. I go out and meet them, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the passion about, about hockey cares, too. I always try to encourage the young people and stay in contact, or what's out there experience what's out there
1: yeah, and that's part you of know? that exchange that you mentioned earlier on in the program about getting uh, kids to Oakville and getting kids from Oakville up to Attawapascat to see to to have that exchange, and you mentioned the word culture uh, earlier as well, and that's the other side of this isn't it to to uh, allow people to see uh, your communities uh, not only the community itself but also the the culture that that your people have. And and to uh, build people, uh, build relationships, build education, uh, build an openness, and start start knocking down some of those misconceptions that uh, that are there.
2: Yes, yeah, just like uh, today is our last day at the school that uh, we'll be, we're doing. Uh, it's a two-day culture days that we they hosted in in our elementary school. Mm-hmm. So we do have different stations. And kids see what's going on, like there's traditional cooking and there's teepees being set up or a tent. Or they go around the classroom just to see and people demonstrate or they have. Or sometimes they're allowed to do hands-on stuff like grass and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or somebody makes a Indian taco or smoked goose and stuff like that. And that's what we're doing today. Our last day, and at the end they'll be having a feast
1: mm. that's great um steve if if you don't mind um how how are things in the housing area in your community now are, are they improving um
2: I guess I'll say fifty fifty mm. yeah slowly mm. and um, it's still you know there are people living in a crowded Uh, Just for one house, you can still see two or three families in one house. Mm. And uh, plus, it's different up here, the way the conditions of the housing, like uh, especially when you live in the Musquey area. It's it's always when it comes to, right now, like uh, the conditions, the housing. Well, it's not uh, perfect, but it shifts a lot. You know, and i rather than that, but uh, uh, it's it's all right. Like, I'll, I'm not going to say it's 100%, but uh, I was probably to say 50-50 at, mm. at this time. Mm.
1: Yeah. Now, Steve, I also remember uh, from your community that there's the, you have like a health unit or a dental area or something of that nature in the community. Uh, is the situation getting any better for you and other communities in the north in terms of having access to, to uh, medical people?
2: Um, still, we're still at the same, um, it's not, um, when it comes to health issues, it's still at, um, we still have problems, like, um, the way things are going, mm. um, you only have uh, once a month, maybe, we have a dental coming in, mm. and maybe for a doctor, maybe once or twice in a month. Or even sometimes you don't even have those until maybe two months after mm. and I'm not only speaking on Adawapscot, but it happens along the coast, like people mm. have their stories or what they go through and and we're in the same same situations mm. like now, and now the reason I, I know. Yep.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that I remember when when I was up there and we were going back to the airport that we drove by the the area where the health unit was or the dental and and one of the things that was pointed out that that just what you were saying about the time frame of of people getting to your community that that help you with health and dental but that 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 the equipment isn't always operating either.
2: Yeah, that's true. That uh, those are the types of things that we go through. That's why I was just saying that. At the community level or other communities along the coast, we do have our challenges when it comes to stuff like equipment or sort of uh, materials or supplies that we need, you know. Mm. Even when it comes to staffing or when I mention about staffing, when you look at... um, People that are coming in, in and out, you know, and sometimes it's delayed or cancellations, mm. stuff like that. It's, right. it's still in struggle.
1: Yeah. Steve, are you going to be coming down this year?
2: Yes, I'll be coming down, but uh, I won't be coming with the group mm. this year. Okay. Yeah, but I'll be, I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be taking part in uh, because I was invited because <laughs> I always. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to go, but they encouraged me (laughs) to come down. I'll probably be driving this time.
1: Mm. Well, uh, Steve, I really appreciate you taking the time to to come on the the show with us today and talk about Hockey Cares and talk about Attawapiskat. And uh, I believe it's very important, uh, especially in these days, uh, that we get that information out there. And uh, and and I certainly hope you know that that any time I try to explore these ideas with you, it's it's in the hope that we can we can make things better and also make people educated and informed on, on exactly what's going on in in your and other communities in the north.
2: Yes, uh, thanks for your time. Plus, before I uh, go off here, I just want to uh, whoever is listening out there, like uh, especially the young people, education is important. And I believe that I've seen it, and we have the potential. We have the young people, boys and girls. They really have the passion of hockey. They're good players, and I just encourage them to stay in school. Your dreams will come true. Like uh, we have the, I know First Nation players.
1: There's out there that. Hello. Hello. Oh, we, we lost Steve. Um, oh. Sorry, Steve. I'm sorry we, we, we lost you. Uh, Sue's on the line. Uh, so, Steve, what you were saying there about the youth and education and having uh, uh, talented young indigenous players, absolutely. Um, uh, I know that, that people from, uh, from Oakville, when they were there in Attawapa, Scott, the group that went up there, were incredibly impressed with the youth in the community that were playing hockey. And uh, very well said. And I just want to say, Steve, if you're still there and listening somewhere, uh, Chimi Gwech for coming on on and telling us that and leaving us with that very positive message. Uh, thank you. Very heartfelt, and I appreciate your, your time. So now on the line joining us is Sue Heddle. Sue, are you there?
0: Hi, David. Hey, Sorry, Sue. I didn't want to cut off my good <laughs> friend Steve. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, Steve and I have been working together for the last three years. We started this thing, Hockey Cares Together, and we are um we are amazing friends and our families are friends and the youth from Oakville and Otawapascot continue to grow and build friendships together.
1: Yeah, uh Steve is is a wonderful guy. He sh- he sure is and he's a wonderful man to have on the team at Hockey Cares. And if you don't mind, Sue, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Hockey Cares. You may have heard that as, uh, at the top of the show and establishing how you mm-hmm. kind of came around to uh, being a hockey mum and uh, wanting mm-hmm. to help and kind of came up with this no-brainer idea that, hey, hockey, everybody knows hockey. Yeah,
0: so, exactly, David. So, you know, the, I was a television news editor at the CBC for 23 years. Yes. And... I would be in the newsroom editing pieces on um, Haiti disasters and earthquakes and tsunamis. And Canadians are so amazing and such wonderful giving people to, and they want to run out and help. But what was never lost on me is we have people in our own backyard right here in Ontario, just north of us, who do not have clean water, who do not have adequate housing, do not have uh, access to basic human things, like you were talking to Steve about uh, healthcare dental. They don't have access to those things. So I just thought well I can't allow this to continue in right here in Ontario so you know it's grassroots. Um, You've got to start from the bottom and we Reached out. Um, I formed this committee of wonderful people. Like we have an all-star committee. Thank you for <laughs> mentioning
1: that. I wanted. I was going to come back and mention the committee and ask you to uh, point them out. So I'm glad you you mentioned that.
0: Oh yeah, you can't do this. You can't do this one person. To be, like it takes the two communities working together. And Steve Catekopek mm-hmm. is a leader. He's a teacher. He's a mentor in his community. And Ottawa Scott is so lucky to have him mm-hmm. and people like Louis Sushish who mm-hmm. are up there and they care about their youth. Now, the other element to hockey cares is about we want to bring, when we bring them here, we bring them here and show them um, post-secondary education um, opportunities. Because when you're in Attawapiskat and it's a cold winter morning, you don't necessarily want to get out of bed to go to school. or And the dropout rate is something like Sixty yeah. percent when they get to high school, they don't. You know, they see teachers, they see maybe some doctors and stuff. They don't see people going to jobs in their community. Mm. So we try and um, take them to show them the the um, things that are available to them. We introduce them to mentors right here in Oakville. We have Colette Laraz; she's fantastic. She's come up through resident uh, living in residential um, on, a, on a sorry on a reserve in. Steve Bolduke, who's um, was the uh, Indigenous Businessman of the Year 2014, we introduced them to people like you, David, um, and they, um, when they, the whole thing is so that they feel comfortable enough to leave their community to get an education because they cannot get it there, but go back to their community. We don't want them to leave and stay away. We want them to go back and become leaders, mentors. Entrepreneurs in their own community to help Attawapiskat grow and move forward.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what was it like for you getting it off the ground? Can you go back and talk a little bit about getting, you know, the, the right people in the right place, and then uh, reaching out to Attawapiskat and and getting those those uh, those th- that established. That's the only talent I have in this world.
0: I'm able to pick talent and put it in the right place <laughs> because. You know, I found you, David, and, you know, people (laughs) should go to hockeycares.ca, and the first thing you see is, do they know what a good singer you are? (laughs) David Moses is an incredible tenor, and he, we're so fortunate to have you, he comes out to our Hockey Cares, our final game, and he sings, Oh Canada, like nobody else, so it's really something, so you can check it out on hockeycares.ca. We're under the umbrella of the charity True North Aid, so it takes... True North Aid, Experiences Canada, myself, Steve, people who are communicating on a, well, a daily basis, all these people come together organizing, uh, scheduling, and making um, what seems like seamless, but it's a really, it's a lot of work. It takes a full year for us to organize everything mm-hmm. the events for the youth, mm-hmm. the travel. We're so lucky to have Experiences Canada that pays for a lot of the travel. It costs $2,000 to yeah. fly from uh oakville or toronto to ottawa yeah. north of us
1: one person yeah
0: yeah one yep. person yeah and ottawa is on james bay beautiful james bay we were yep. fortunate yep. enough to go out in in the evening on james bay we took buses out there and looked at the stars mm. oh my goodness
3: mm.
0: it was cold but it was worth it <laughs> because you get to really see the stars. They have so much in their community to offer, so many wonderful people. Um, Jerry did the goose smoking. Mm. Remember the mm-hmm. preparing mm. of the goose?
1: Yeah. What was
0: your highlight when you were there, David? That was the first year.
1: Uh that that's a very good question. I I think that just the entire experience, you know, being able to see the community firsthand, uh take it in from, from the perspective of uh, the whole environment. What I mean by that is you pointed out the stars. You know, it's the weather. Uh, point, seeing the houses, walking among the streets and seeing how the people actually live and getting a sense of what that is really like. Because we hear about these things and it's without any, any uh, uh, kind of sense of being able to, to say, to talk about the poor conditions because it's not their fault to be in those, those, that situation. But let's face it, some of those homes, you know, with boarded up windows and, 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 and uh, you know, metal things covering the windows and hearing about families, uh, two or three families living in one of those small homes. Uh, so it's, uh, you know, it, it's, it's something that people just need to know. They need to know more about they need this stuff. To know,
0: they need to know, but they also need to know that even though the windows might be broken, those homes are full of love.
1: Yeah, you're right.
0: So they're not broken. They're people who have a very rich history that have a real connection with the land. Mm-hmm. You know, I was trying to get a hold of Steve, mm. and, you know, this is our first year. I call his house. Hey, Steve, uh, can, oh, can I speak to Steve? Oh, sorry, he's out. Oh, okay, so i call back the next day. Can I speak to Steve? No, sorry, he's out. So, like, a week later, I'm like, how long is he going to be? He goes, he's out on the land. Well, I didn't know what that meant when they say he's out. Right. He's, like, gone to his traditional lands, and he's goose hunting, but I had no idea. Mm-hmm. But, see, I'm learning these things. When someone's out, they're really out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they far- <laughs> but, um, you know, we learn all these things. We've connected, the families have connected through Facebook. So they share um, what's going on in Anawabiscat. We share with Oakville. It's just the, not only the kids, like they're usually on Snapchat together, but families have gotten to know each other and look forward to seeing them when they come down. So this is our third year. So we have ambassadors that come out from past programs to see people. And um, we're having a big potluck where they one of the things that um, Kim McDermott has organized, uh, a big potluck where everyone comes out and shares. Um, Oakville has opened their arms, and they basically the mayor said, you know, the town is yours and, and invites the us to use the facilities around town. Um, films.ca, we're going to be mm. going to a movie because they don't have a movie theater mm-hmm. in Ottawa, Piscot. And we're doing a big fundraiser this um, Friday night. Yeah. And we have... Um, for $16,000 worth of uh, auction items. Isn't that great? That's great. Mm Mm-hmm. Fabulous. It's at um, the Galaxy Club. You can go to our Facebook page, um, Hockey Care's Facebook page. I have personally donated a seven-night resort stay, flight not included. (laughs) But I will go if you want. No, (laughs) Steve (laughs) K. will go with you. Um, But yeah, seven-night resort stay. So we'll see with with that, because I'm a realtor here in Oakville to Heddle Homes. And... Uh, we've had other uh, big. Oh, we've got a maple leaf autographed print mm-hmm. from some of the top players. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have fall on my phone, which I'm talking on right now. But we have many, many um, wonderful items that people have donated. And the people in hockey cares, both Oakville and Ottawa, These people are there for the goodness of their heart. They are donating their time, mm-hmm. their personal funds and their talents to making this happen. This is real reconciliation. Mm. And um, we have really have an all-star team. And Ken yeah. uh, Smid, who's mm. True North Aid, Ken has been wonderfully brought. He came on his first year, was our first year, and together we've grown and Occuter's motto, playing together, learning from each other. Mm-hmm. That's what it's all about. When you bring two youth from Ottawa, they've never been to like a big city like Toronto or Oakville. At first, they're kind of shy. They don't want to look at kids in the eye. They don't really know what to do. Uh, we don't really know how to approach them because we're so big and loud as compared to them. Once they get on the ice, David, magic. Mm. Once they're sitting on benches with each other, They're not playing against. We do skills and drills, and we divide them into two equal teams. Mm -hmm. Once you see that magic happen, that's a real relationship, and that's something that people never forget, and that will keep growing. Mm.
1: Uh, Sue, can you just hang on a sec? We have to take a pause, uh, if you don't mind. But listen, stay on the line. Don't go away. And listeners, stay tuned. We will be right back with Sue Heddle right after this, talking more Hockey Cares. Welcome back to Element FM and Moment of Truth. I'm your host, David Moses, and you are listening in Toronto and Ottawa. 106.5 in Toronto, 95.7 in Ottawa. You could also be listening online. Uh, If you are on our website, you could also uh, download the Radio Player Canada app and you can type in 95.7 ELMNTFM or 106.5 ELMNTFM and listen on your device of choice anywhere across the country. And also just want to mention, if you miss a show, you can go to our website and you can catch that program because we do put them up there in the SoundCloud so that you can go back and listen to them anytime. On the line with us from Oakville, Ontario, is Sue Heddle. She's the founder of Hockey Cares. And uh, we also spoke with Steve Ketakapit, and he was in Attawapiskat. This is a community and an organization (laughs) called Hockey Cares that brings Oakville and Attawapiskat together by getting youth players of hockey and brings them together to play hockey together, not against each other. But you know, some of the words that really have come out with to me in this program so far that I wouldn't necessarily think of in terms of uh, hockey cares or the kind of things that we're talking about. But Steve, just before he left this program, uh, he he put out a very positive message to the youth about education, and he he said, uh, "Believe in your dreams." And that brings up the idea of, of hope. And Sue, just before we left uh, to go for the break, she said that the homes in Atawapaskite, even though uh, the community has its issues and has its struggles, and we all know about many of those that the North uh, and Indigenous people are dealing with, she said those homes are filled with love. So I want to thank Sue for bringing that up. And I think that's what... It sort of epitomizes hockey cares, I think, because the the group of people, Sue, that you have brought together and that have shown over the last three years of of getting the youth together and making this happen uh, brings, I think, that hope, love, and p- positive messaging out uh, very strongly.
0: Yeah, that's right, David. I mean, people it's easy for people to sit back and say, well, what are they going to do? What's the government going to do? Um, I got tired of that, and I think a lot of people are tired of that. And so we just started. Now, we were lucky the first year because we were the first project to ever receive funding from the Gord Downey-Cheney-Wenjack Fund. Mm -hmm. And actually, um, Gord, just before he passed, signed um, uh, four hockey jerseys for us um, and said to his brother Mike to tell us he loves what Hockey Cares is doing. And Gord was a a goalie. He loved to play hockey. Mm -hmm. Um, And that... Uh, we, we play with Gord Downey Chaney, Wendjack, Over Our Hearts. Their logo is Over Our Hearts and Hockey Cares jerseys, and um, they were the first ones that gave us the seed money um, to start. Unfortunately, we haven't received um, funding since, but we will still play with um, Gord Downey and Chaney Wendjack Over Our Hearts. The other thing that we talked about education, and David, this is my wish, and I'm really trying to make this happen, is I would like to see kids from Oakville and Attawapiskat take a class together using technology. Mm -hmm. So I know they have computers up there and we have computers here. Now, if you're in, in Attawapiskat and you're sleeping in bed and it's cold, it's winter, why should I get up and go to high school? Why should I? Well, if your friends from Oakville are waiting for you, to come to class, and you're going to be doing it remotely with each other, that's, that's incentive, that's the carrot, to come to class. Now, these the kids, they are friends, and they know each other, and they mm-hmm. can go, like, come on, we're going to do... And I don't know what kind of class it would be. Like, it's probably not going to be math or anything like that, but maybe a a civics or a cultural class. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can, the teachers can co-teach, but again, that's going to have to be grassroots. i so mm-hmm. you going to have to find two passionate enough teachers, one in our Wapscat and one in Oakville, so that we can get this going, because I want them to actually be in class together.
1: Yeah. Sue, one thing technically with that is, does the school have a a strong enough internet base uh, and broad enough bandwidth for that, do you know? I know there were issues when we were up there, so... David, I'm not a technical person. I'm a dreamer. <laughs> Someone else
0: is going to have to figure that out. Well, you know, it's
1: somebody a listening. Person. Yeah, somebody listening out there that's a technical person that wants to get involved and do that, they can they can uh, <laughs> champion that. And, you know, I mean, there's, there's Sheridan College, there's schools here in Oakville, there's uh, schools in Ottawa, there's all kinds of post-secondary institutes. There is institutes another program
0: that, could... that I've... Sorry, David, there is another program I reached out to, I haven't heard anything back, that they do... That is their goal is to bring youth together... Um, uh, through technology, um, and so I'm I'm going to be, you know, pestering them more once we have more time because we're in the big drive now for sure. raising funds for mm-hmm. the trip. Mm-hmm. Um, they're coming shortly. They're coming in July yeah. um, for five days, so we've got a lot of activities planned for them. Uh, we're going to be doing the Moccasin Trail as well. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. in Oakville. remember, we were talking about that, David, mm-hmm. you... Mm-hmm. The Moccasin Trail, Colette LaRaz, one of our um, fundraisers, we're going to be doing tunies for the trail Mm. um, and walking that beautiful trail along the 16 Mile Creek here in Oakville.
1: Right. So, Sue, do you want to, uh, how can people get involved with the fundraiser for tomorrow? What can they do? Uh, Can they go online? Is there anything happening online that they can contribute to? They can donate, I know.
0: Yes, you can go to if you would like to do a donation, you can go to hockeycares.ca and donate under reconciliation. We're one of the we were the first project for True North Aid, um one of many that I know you've had Ken on the show, mm-hmm. but um if you donate uh directly or you can if you want to come out and see us, dance with us. There's a 905 band there. We're going to be um doing the silent auction at the Galaxy Club in Oakville tomorrow night starts at 7. You can go to our Facebook page and buy tickets through there. Uh, $60 um, a person, there's going to be some food, like, you know, pub food and dancing and lots of fun people coming out to support um, our cause, uh, youth, supporting youth. And we're playing together, learning from each other. That's what we're all about.
1: And if you can't go and, and you would like to maybe donate some tickets, so you can always buy them and donate maybe somebody that you know in the area, perhaps?
0: Yeah, or you could buy a table if you're yeah. a corporation listening. Yeah. You can buy a table. It's $500 uh, for a table, and then you can send all your friends, or you can um, go online and buy an individual ticket. It's If you buy a table, it's, it'll make it $50, which is 10 at a table, but mm-hmm. your individual ticket is $60. dollars mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's lots of great prizes. We've got the resort stay, like I said. We've got a seven, uh, so we've got a weekend uh, cottage getaway and golf. We've got um, yoga and hockey camp. All kinds of interesting things to to bid on, and lots of hockey related signed items by different players. I only care about our hockey care players. I don't care about the big <laughs> hockey stars. We're very grassroots. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, Sue, so being grassroots, uh, perhaps that's another reason why uh, you are up for an, an Oakfield Community Spirit Award, and that's happening this evening, I understand.
0: Oh, yes, I forgot. So our entire group, Hockey Cares, is up for a group uh, spirit award. Uh, at 6 o'clock, we'll be going heading down to um, the QE uh, Park, and I really hope that, because this, this committee deserves to be recognized, there's mm. about 15 people on our committee, mm. and they're incredible. Uh, Ali Cooper does all our social media. Uh, Lisa Mazacato. You know, I don't want to miss anybody, but <laughs> these are the two ladies that have been working really hard right now. Sue Graham has been helping Lisa Mazzucato, Steve Balduke, and Gary Piesker, Oh my mm-hmm. gosh, I'm so happy we have him.
3: Mm-hmm. He's
0: our our funder, like right. He's our accountant mm-hmm. and bookkeeper. Glad I'm not married to him because he knows where every penny is. <laughs> and um, anyway, it, they're such an amazing, fun group of people. Mm. Um so that those people are working hard and then we're going to be raising money to bring to head up to Ottawa Piscot in November. Now in November when we go, we participate, we make it a point of going on uh, November eleventh and we participate in the Remembrance Day ceremonies up there. Um don't realize how many indigenous people actually gave their lives fighting in in the war, and they are not recognized to this day, mm-hmm. so we make it a point of going up during um Remembrance Day and participating in the beautiful ceremonies that go on up there
1: and it sure is a beautiful ceremony mhm yeah,
0: yes, um, and when we were up there, David, do you remember we they did a drumming ceremony, and the drummer didn't show up, so <laughs> Good thing we had David Moses, because I remember Rosie saying, there's a reason this man is here tonight. And David, you led the drumming circle, and it was beautiful.
1: Just briefly until somebody else showed up. (laughs) I was thrown into it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and you did a great job. Yeah, it was just amazing when we were there the first year. And uh, actually, Mike Downey's Gordiani's brother followed us with the crew. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we're in, I think, Secret Path. Uh, there's a Secret Path movie that we're in, actually.
1: Yes, yes. The, it, the second one. The, the, I think is it the making of or something like that. It's uh yes, it's this the second part to the the Secret Path.
0: Yeah. Yeah. About what's the things that are going on. So that was great. We had we had a full crew following us around town and when we go up there to Ottawa, Scott, our kids are like rock stars. (laughs) They follow us around and all the youth and our kids, the things they get to experience, like riding in the back of an open truck to the (laughs) arena. Yeah. That's, you know, something you don't see in Oakville, mm. 20 kids in the back of <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I remember we were driving and there's dogs chasing the car. Mm. And I said to Steve, oh my gosh, some of the kids are running. Like, what are, they, what are we going to do? The dog's chasing. And Steve said, they're going to have to run faster. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah,
0: right. You know, I give the kids in Scott credit. Now, the other thing about hockey, David, is it takes discipline. Mm-hmm. So if you're a youth in Scott they have to get themselves and their equipment, they have to walk over to the arena. Mm. So it's dark, it's cold. That takes passion and commitment. And I think through hockey players, I'll be able to get one of them to go to school, to do full circle journey, where they actually go back to Attawapiskat as an entrepreneur or business leader or something and help that community. So um, And you know, Dallas... We were mm. we were talking about Shannon,
3: mm-hmm. Shannon's
0: dream. Shannon's brother, Dallas, is on Hockey Cares team. He played last year, and he's playing again this year. And yes. her father, Andrew, actually runs the arena there.
1: Yeah, and what a great so, family. What a great family.
0: Wonderful family. So um, they, Shannon's dream is hopefully continuing to live on through the spirit of, of Hockey Cares. And when the kids go to that school, we all look at that beautiful stained glass of shannon and uh, we actually stayed right across the street at rogers and they Mm. opened the facility to us so the kids could play basketball and things um it's a beautiful facility and arena's beautiful we just need to get a full youth center up and running for there the youth are forgotten and we need them to have a place to go to congregate instead of Instead of being, they need, they need motivation and they need to see each other and they need to be, have mentors. Right. And that's what the Youth Centre will bring.
1: Right, Sue, so I'm going to give you one last opportunity to, uh, to promote the event tomorrow as well as uh, the Hockey Cares website and social media things that people can contact you and, uh, and maybe find out about how they can contribute and donate, please. So we're out okay, of time.
0: Okay, so you go to ho- hockeycares.ca and you can click on uh, uh, click on there and donate. Uh, all donations are tax-deductible. You can also go on Facebook and buy a ticket through the Facebook link. And, David, I have a ticket for you, so I hope to see you there tomorrow night, and I hope some of your listeners will come out to see you.
1: <laughs> thanks sue it'll be it'll be nice to touch base because we haven't seen each other for a while because i've been so busy here at the station so uh, it'll be great to uh, to do that and i thank you very much maybe and...
0: you'll sing tomorrow night david.
1: <laughs> maybe um listen sue okay. thank you so much for coming online and doing this with us today i really appreciate it
0: okay thank you so much david mcwitch
1: okay That was Sue Heddle, and she's the founder of Hockey Cares. We also spoke with Steve Katakapik, and he was in Attawapiskat. That was all about Hockey Cares. You can find out more by going to Hockey Cares online and checking all that out. And I also want to thank Amber Bernard for coming on and talking about her story with the youth and the Senate. You can check that out on aptn.ca news. I also want to say Nyawa, Migwech, Wanishi, and thank you to everyone who helps put Moment of Truth together. They include in Ottawa, Jill Kennedy, Aidan Wolf, and Caroline O'Neill. In Toronto, Janet Lamb, Andrew Johnson, Luca Capone, Kathy Zabokin, Bruce Barber, Andrew St. Germain. Nyawa, Migwech, and thanks for listening.
3: This show was brought to you in part by APTN.